Hello and welcome to the Atomic Geekdom Podcast, Geek Out Edition. My name is Dave, joining me this fine, fine evening, day, night, morning, whenever you're listening to this, uh, is Tom. Present. <laughs> Tom's still recovering after that World Series. A great game, but mm. not the outcome he would have preferred. Nope, sad, but not mad. It's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, but we won't talk too much sports ball, because uh, we'll save that for a podcast coming up very soon, where we get all geeky about sports again. But uh, also joining us tonight is pal number one, Johnny. Sorry, what? <laughs> Johnny, pal number one from the Just Two Pals podcast is joining us. Oh, hi. It's me. It is you. What was uh, what is that that you just opened there? Was it a was it a can of? Oh, wolf? you know, Dave, I, I I got to apologize. I'm sorry, I wasn't fully paying attention to you. I was just admiring the the beauty that is the Mountain Dew voltage, <laughs> guys. You know, Mountain Dew voltage is a is a is a uh, drink, and it's consumed as a beverage. And if you're gonna consume a beverage, why not Mountain Dew voltage? Why not? Just a drink. That's the, the a drink that's reason. consumed as a beverage. Just do pals, pals. Excuse me. <laughs> that's right. Hashtag just do pals. Because um, I don't want to we'll drink that I. I don't want to drink that I can't consume as a beverage. Right. Right. That's right. The last thing you want to do is consume a drink that is a not, solid not a beverage. Right. That's right, true. Yeah. Johnny, you know that's the worst. Um, I uh. Oh my! I, I have to do something here myself in honor of Doctor Uh-oh. Strange coming out. Uh, this podcast episode, I am going to be drinking Dr. Pepper, uh, because in honor of Dr. Strange, that's right. That's right. It's 23 magical flavors really hit my taste buds. You know, Dave, I sure <sighs> hate to be one up. So uh, <laughs> you're going to double fist it. Let's, let's just waste an entire mountain <laughs> two voltage. Well done, sir. Point. Well done. You've that's proved a really your, dumb bit. You've proved your point. <laughs> Don't ever pop a soda on me again, Dave. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare. I wouldn't dare. Don't ever pop the top without <laughs> right. without talking a pop. That's what that means. Yo, and for, the, and for the adults listening, I am not going to waste a Bud Light and pop it just to pop it. You got cans or bottles over there? I got bottles. Uh, oh, classy! This guy's this guy's classy over here. They're the I aluminum think... bottles, so I mean, hey, what, what can you uh, do? Okay. Oh, all right. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, boys. How are we doing tonight? I am really great. Good, good. Uh, well, let's not uh, let's not bury the headline tonight. Doctor Strange came out, so it we're did. gonna. It sure did, buddy. Uh, and we're gonna spend all night talking about Ant Man. Oh, perfect! <laughs> Love it. We talking Scott Lang. We oh. talking Hank Pym. We talking Eric O'Grady. Let's talk, uh, yeah, Eric O'Grady. Let's dig into that a little bit. No. All right, that guy's a scumbag. That's, that's <laughs> the guy that spies on women in the shower. Oh, that's not cool. I mean, just yeah, he's, Scott he's, Lang just hides in cleavage, but. Scott, no, does he? That was one of the posters, I think, for, for or maybe it was a fan-made oh, poster. Oh, that was a fan, that was a fan poster. In, uh, yeah. Black, was he in Black Widow's cleavage? Black Widow's cleavage, yeah, because the, cause they did a series of, like, Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America, where Ant-Man He's was on, on the hammer, hammer and so and people shoot, just yeah. ran with it. Yeah, they went Yeah, they did it with him on Hawkeye, they did it with him on Black Widow's breast, they did it with him on Black Widow's ass. Smart, smart. I mean, there's a, there's, there's a panel where he is actually, you know, all up in the business. 
There's one of um, Hank Pym Maybe, yeah, going, Hank. Who, who has just gone down on Janet Van Dyne oh, as a tiny person. So he's, oh. like, using his hands and his face, apparently. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Now, now boy. we're in the adult content. Um, oh, explicit, explicit content. <laughs> right. This, mess, this brought to you by the man in the boat. <laughs> what? Hmm. <laughs> okay. I get it. Um, I get it. There you go. Thank you, John. Okay. All right. We will keep this. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Taco Bell. Am I right? Am I right? I get it. I got it. I got that one. I, I get references. Um, because of vaginas, Dave. <laughs> Ow, okay. He didn't have to spell it out for me. But uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Um, all right, so me and me and Johnny, Johnny and I, were the ones that have seen it so far. Everyone else, actually, that's not on the show is seeing it as we speak, uh, which is pretty funny to me. Uh, but Tom's probably got plans to see it maybe this weekend or something when he's got time. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, we'll keep it spoiler-free for you folks since this is the first day it came out, and we won't ruin things for you, so don't worry about that. Uh, I know you hate it, Johnny, but uh, what, do you, what do you grade the movie? Ah, I hate grades. Um, Graded on your own scale, on Johnny's, yeah, yeah, Johnny's yeah. scale. On Johnny's scale. Um, you know what? I, I would not turn back time on it. Mm. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, nudge, nudge, nudge. Sure. <laughs> I, Wink. I get it. So that is low on the share scale. He would not turn back time. <laughs> that's, that's right. No, I, I, I mean, if, if I did give it a, a, an actual grade, I'd probably give it a B plus. I thought it was a solid film. Um, it, it's, it, it suffers from the fact that it's an origin story, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, except that we've had so many origin stories, not just from Marvel, from sure. a ton of different... Where they kind um, of see, worked in... Yeah, they've worked in, like, Spider-Man's and Black... Panthers seamlessly into civil war so, sort of right sort of yeah I mean, we'll get more so, Doc, so we have no we, we have no backstory or frame of reference when dr strange you know steps into the picture unlike like well like you said like spider-man and black panther when their movies come out we'll already be familiar with their characters and if they do a history it's not like an origin it's just it's like um kind of catching you bringing yeah. you up to speak they'll, they'll probably um, give you a lesson on the legend of black panther for sure right um, for yeah, and they should. Yeah. Um, well, you would have to. I think his origin, it, that that character in general, is tied so steeply in, in um, you know that that uh, in Wakanda's mythology. Yeah. So no, man. Overall, to- I, I really really enjoyed the film. Um, the Marvels, the, the the two points where it suffered, I guess. Again, it was an origin story, so you kind of have to kind of bear with it mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, and the villain is still not. Yeah, very super high quality villain. I, I wanted to kind of stay away from this because I don't want to sway anybody's opinions. But yeah, it was very much a Marvel villain, where not there's there's impending threat from this villain, but you don't get much time with him. No, so. you, you hear about him. You hear about his backstory and his reasoning through other people. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah, right, right. Um, Mostly through the but, ancient one and and Mordo. but that doesn't mean that Mads Mikkelsen did a bad job because I oh, no. really enjoyed him as Caecilius. Yeah. Um, the, but man, overall the the movie is a visual spectacle. Oh, uh, it makes it makes Inception look like your kid, kid a kid's drawing. Like, <laughs> it, it's 
there's Fantastic. they call it tiling, I think, when the city's like folding in on itself and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I think I saw in the credits they're calling it tiling. Um, but it's amazing. My problem was I, my theater. First of all, we got the trailer for like Logan and. Uh, there was another trailer. I can't remember which one. We didn't get the one, one new Wonder Woman trailer in this in this screening. No, but we did. Yeah, I got it. Okay, we got. Oh, Guardians. Guardians came on, and it was a 3D one. And right away, it 3D wasn't working. Like it's blurry with the glasses oh, on. And I'm like, uh, what is going on? And so some guy got up and left. Thought maybe his glasses were busted or something. I don't know how you get broken 3D glasses. I didn't turn them on. Yeah, where's the button? Um, but. <laughs> He, so he goes out, and he comes back, and he yell, announces to everybody, it's not your glasses, they just need to fix it. And then he's like, I'm your hero. And everybody everybody cheered for the drunk guy. Um, uh, yeah. So he went and sat down, and they finally fixed it. But then it just felt off. Like, the sound wasn't as good as most theaters I've been to. And this is like a high-quality theater, too. Like mm-hmm. So the sound wasn't like as booming as you'd expect it to be. And the, the it was a dark color movie like i don't know if it's supposed to be that way but it felt like i was watching a cam that i illegally downloaded online yeah set yeah you, you got a bad copy that's what i figured so i don't see 3d i, I never will see 3d this was I the earliest 3D. showing i could get so that's the only reason why i did 3d and plus oh, i thought I with, with the visuals i thought oh this will look cool let's let's try it out with this movie did it did it have asian subtitles you might have got a bad copy <laughs> no it didn't yeah they, the guy in the front row or the row in front of me was like you got your cameras set up oh 3d we're gonna need at least three cameras like you guys are hilarious <laughs> 3d uh, all three of them at once you guys are, that's how you do 3d right you guys are killing it up there um, um but yeah no, it, was, man, it, it, it sounds like the copy you got was was pretty poor i would go see it like i plan to go see it again i will hmm. definitely see it again and and this if was, you are going to see it again, don't see the 3D. Yeah, this is the one I saw. We saw because I because I have to write a review, so I had to see it right away. Yeah. And then uh, we're, I'm seeing with friends, a bunch of friends on Tuesday. So yeah, you, you got to be Johnny, careful. You, though. That Johnny, might change you, your you will opinion. Turn back time. Uh, <clears throat> I will repeat time. Will. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm repeating time as well. But uh, but after that, you know, I I'm. Pfft, they fixed the 3D part, but it just seemed like it was very dark. Like the like the, they turned the brightness down on the TV type of thing. Uh, yeah. So it was hard to see a lot of stuff. Not not extremely hard, but it was still. You know what? This this was a fun movie. I can see. Oh, yeah. I can see where a lot of people are like, oh, it was it was too jokey. It wasn't. They didn't let the serious parts last. And there were moments like that where they could have just let the, the serious beat go for a little longer, but they made a joke instead. And that's okay, but. Like the the beginning joke of you know Stephen Strange, you don't like him. You're not supposed to, and but he has a charming quality where you do like him, and they pulled that off pretty well, even more so than they did with Stark when they did his origin story. Because again, he's 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 a jerk. You, you know, you're not. Yeah, there there are definitely going to be comparisons between uh, Doctor Strange between Tony Stark and Stephen Strange, but that they're the same. And they're different. Oh yeah, uh, because they, they have different priorities in their heads, and they they come to realizations for different reasons. Um, and the, there's a <clears> snarkiness <throat> to both of them. But it's just a different type of snarky. It's like so one is witty, and one's just kind of you know never stops. Yeah, I see Strange more selfless than Stark. Uh, for sure, he yeah. at least he gets that way. Um, it takes time, but he gets there. Like his fight that he has with with christine palmer before he leaves i mean 
you're, he's, he's, he's just a dick, like straight yeah, up. Like it was, guy. it was horrible what he says to her. Um, yeah. So I guess, I, I guess one of the, one of the key differences now that you mentioned it and it, and it does kind of ring true is that he kind of, he does have that goodness in him already. Right. Like, yeah, he did. He did become a doctor because he wanted the fame and he wanted the money, but he also like his, his profession is super important to him, not just for his status, but because it's important to him that he saves lives and yeah. heals people. Well, yeah, he um, even says it at one point. He's like, I, I took an oath to save lives. And like she flat out tells him, you didn't, you did it, you, you took an oath so you, you can save one life, yours. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, it's true and it's not true. It, right. It, it's in him. It's just hidden kind of beneath this, this self-obsessed, self-absorbed yeah, um, yeah. talent. But the acting was great. Benedict Cumberbatch was awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Every was Mortal. great, man. Chiwetel Ejiofor. I hope I'm not butchering it. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Ejiofor. He, I loved him as Mordo. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Tilt Swinton is the ancient one. Perfect. So great. Yeah. So great. I, I'll say this. Whitewashing is obvious. It's clear. That's an Asian mm-hmm. character. Um, but let's not let's not get caught up on it because they also made her a woman. So, I mean, let's just let's take it down a notch. I understand the complaint. A hundred percent. I get it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, let's just enjoy the movie. Cause and still... there could be an explanation in there. And I, right. I, mean, I don't want to spoil it because to, to get into why I think it could be is spoiling plots um, – in the film, but I, I do think there's an explanation that's given and could be expanded on later if they so choose. To. Right, right. Uh, Wong, fantastic character. Oh, Wong was great. Uh, they turned they turned a guy who's mostly a servant in the comics. He's a manservant, right? Into a badass. Like he is, he's fantastic, and his relationship with Strange is is awesome. Yes. Uh, there's yeah. a, there's a whole Beyonce thing that I won't ruin for anybody, but it's hilarious. So. so, what would you give it, Dave? I gave um, it a B plus. B plus, uh, B minus, uh, B. Um, the music was weird. Why do you hate this movie so much? <laughs> yeah, just awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, the music, the score was weird. I kept feeling like I was watching Star Trek when I heard the music, and then, mm-hmm. and part of that could be because Michael Giacchino. Uh, um, the guy that does like the Lost score, Cloverfield. Uh, he's he works with J.J. Abrams a lot, and he did this movie score. So I kind of felt that influence on the on the score, and it just kind of it kind of at times took me out. Um, part the villain thing bothered me because there's mm-hmm. not just one, and it seemed a little too easy. Is all I'll say. Um. Uh, but there's so many other redeeming qualities to keep it at least like an average movie. Uh, I, I won't say it was great, in my opinion, but it was good, and it's worth seeing multiple... Like all the MCU movies, they're all good, multiple watchers, mm-hmm. in my opinion, except for Iron Man 3. I just can't watch it again. Mm. I just don't, don't <laughs> like that one at all. I've gone, I've gone back and rewatched it. Uh, I have too, and it's just still not good. I don't know. It's just that one... I don't I don't dislike the movie, um, but I, I think... I think Iron Man 3's biggest problem is that it feels like a Shane Black movie instead of right. feeling like a Marvel movie. Right. And as a Shane Black movie, it's fantastic. It, like, ranks high up there sure. for a Shane Black movie. Sure, but it but seemed like he was doing the same fit. character he did in uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, yeah. 
what I don't like about it. It's just there's too much thrown in it where it it doesn't. The the previews were so misleading when it came out. It was like, oh, this is going to be great. Ben Kingsley, amazing. Yeah. And oh, that whole like, swerve for me. Yeah. For me, it was it was a letdown for me. Right. The swerve. The swerve was so much potential right there, and I was like, the casting to me was amazing with Ben Kingsley. If you mm-hmm. would have just done it right. No kidding. And then, yeah. and then you tried you tried to throw in the other element with a whole other character and a whole other storyline. Hearing the same thing, I that that's what it was too much. Yeah. You tried to throw too much into it. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> but you know, on the other side, well, I liked the Easter egg. Uh, there's a couple Avenger Easter eggs. Uh, one of them is pretty subtle, but you should catch it immediately. It's in the beginning, right before mm-hmm. right before his accident. Um, you know, if you don't want to talk about Johnny, I think I do, but I, we'll, we'll talk about it after. Okay. Um, and, and then both credit <laughs> scenes were great. You had the one credit scene that ties it into the whole MCU. And then another credit scene that kind of teases for, I guess, Dr. Strange two. So yeah, that's, or, or at least, at, at least teases, uh, a Dr. Strange themed, event in the future right right whether that's in doctor strange or it takes place in an avengers movie i mean loki loki wound up being the main villain of well not that i mean he be, he became like the villain of the figurehead avengers, of... even though he's a thor villain so yeah right you know that that doesn't mean that just because something happens that's tied to one part one corner of the universe can't expand out right right to others the first mid credit scene is directly tied to another one of the avengers movies uh, in fact, mm-hmm. I, I, I likened it before we started talking. Uh, me and Tom were talking. I likened it to the the winter, the Bucky Falcon uh, cap scene at the end of Ant Man that was directly taken mm-hmm. from Civil War. I could see, yeah. I could see this scene being directly taken from one of the future movies for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I highly recommend it. I, you know, these movies don't need anybody to recommend you to see it. You're going to see it, and it's it's fun. It was a good time at the movie theater. I laughed a lot. I wasn't disappointed. Um, so, yeah, uh, let us know what you guys thought. Hit us up on Twitter. It's um, running at ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Much better than some of those DC movies that come out from time to time. Huh, that's weird. <laughs> That's weird. Oh, well, they must all be paid off. Right. What are they going to say? What are these people going to say when Wonder Woman comes out and it gets rated like 90? Like, oh, what's happening? I don't get it. But they're they're paying the Marvel people. I don't get it. Anyway. You know what they're going to say? They're going to say they just copied Marvel. Right, right. Right, because Marvel's done the first solo female-led hero. What? No, no. All right, you know they're gonna say. You know what they're gonna say about the Flash movie? Nothing. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Never coming out. <laughs> we'll get Sorry, there. Johnny. Calm down. Sorry. Calm down. Oh, I'm not. I'm not sad at all. <laughs> we'll get. We'll get there. All right, let's let's get rolling here. We're not gonna do a, a CW review. Why? We'll, because they were all bad. Is that what you're gonna say? <laughs> no. Calm down. No, I was. I was. Okay. Fine. Great. Yeah, I was not. I was not impressed with any of them this week. I like the Flash. No. I thought it was the worst Flash episode I've seen in a while. Wow. All right. Oh, well, I, would, I don't want to go in detail for every episode, but we'll talk briefly of what happened this week. Supergirl had a superhero or alien fight club. Um, and we got to see a little bit more of McGann, which was cool, I thought. Uh, I don't want there to be a, really, a romantic relationship between McGann and John. That should never happen. And it kind of feels like they're leaning that way. And I hope they don't. It should be, oh. it should be more of a mentor mentee type thing. 
Now, are they going by the comic book version of this, or is it just a TV show? Because I'm, I'm so far behind. I, I started watching the, the first season again on Netflix, <clears> but I'm so far behind. What do you mean? Because by the comics, by the comics, she's actually a white alien, a white Martian. Well, yeah, spoiler alert, that's the end of the episode. She's the, she well, I mean, had, I, nobody I, else. I, I, you know, I didn't see it, so I'm right. not spoiling anything. By the comics, she was a white right, Martian. Right, right. The story mm-hmm. in this episode was uh, she. John asked how she survived, and she said one of the white Martians that had her imprisoned took pity on her and helped her escape. And mm-hmm. so basically she's saying that she was the one that helped somebody escape or something, you know, like, uh, because at the end of the episode, she turns into a white Martian in her, in, okay. her, in her apartment. Uh, pretty cool looking. The CGI. Cause they're not, they're, they're not re- like really related then. So no, no, no. Like, like in young justice, I'm, I'm with you. I don't want to see a, a romantic relationship either, but I guess it doesn't sound as creepy. It still does. It still seems, but like in the animated uh, world, well, Martian can't get some. Come on, young, young. Their their age difference pretty pretty big. <laughs> but she's been. Uh, I can't. I want to say she's been. She said she's been on Earth or whatever for like three hundred years or something. Um, something like that. Uh. Anyway, uh, but yeah, the Young Justice version. She's introduced as John's niece. Yeah, and you know Artemis is also introduced as <laughs> Oliver's niece. So, um. But anyway, uh, Flash, we got the crazy monster, Cloverfield monster. Um, mm-hmm. Some cool Star Wars innuendo talk. It was great. Uh, emo, or hipster, uh, what is it, is he H.R. Wells? H.R. HR. Human Resources Wells. Um, you know, kind of more beating around the we don't trust you, Bush. Uh, which, you know, it, it can be annoying, and they've done it before, but they have to. They've been burned so many times by people claiming to be their friend. And they didn't take it episodes. The one episode, boom. Hopefully. Yeah, because he's writing. Well, a- we know now. I feel, like, I feel like they laid all the cards out on the table. You find out, I mean, spoilers, right? You find out that he's not a scientist. He's a quote-unquote idea man. Right. He mm-hmm. comes up with quote-unquote ideas and other people implement them. He wasn't even the one that solved the, the algorithm. Yeah, it was one of his um, people. Yeah, yeah, but he wants the exposure, he wants the experience, he wants to write a novel based on his experiences, so he took the trip. Yeah. Um, you also which, mentioned... Which was cool, I like that little twist. Yeah, yeah, he did mention that there's a Flash on his Earth, too, which there should be, but that was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know. The The villain of the episode was kind of, uh, like... Like <laughs> a kid, like movie of the week type thing, or you know, like we got a lesson to teach you about bullying. Um, so I and I was gonna say this, I've heard a lot of people rag on it. Um, I, I didn't mind it that it's just another villain of the week episode, and I don't think it is. I liken it to, and I, I can't even think of an example, but I've definitely seen this in TV shows where there's a story that's happening with the main characters, and as they're dealing with that story, something kind of happens in the background, you know, like they mm-hmm. see a news report of this this fish monster was sighted in the lake. And then, you know, the next day when they're having an argument, someone's like, oh, I see a fish monster down the street. And then by the end of the episode, we have no kind of relationship with the main characters in this fish monster. But all of a sudden it ties in and they're like, hey, we caught the fish monster. Like King Shark. Uh, sure. In that whole episode, he's in the background and they're like, yes. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of the episode he was mainly in. Yeah, 100%. I felt like, yeah, that is what thank you david 
Thank you very much. That is 100% what I, I can mean. go home it's now. A All right. Example. Um, yeah, it's like the King Shark sightings, and we've seen a fish monster, and da 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 da. And then all of a sudden, he shows up at the end, and there's resolution to it. Like I felt mm. like that's what this monster was. It was the catalyst for some of these experiences you're, that they go through. Right. You're telling uh, what's his name's story throughout this episode, mm-hmm. and, and that was more important. And I loved, I loved it because I, I had the feels at the end of that episode with with him and Barry. Um, I'm forgetting his name. Oh right yeah. Now. Uh, but when he's like Albert, what Julian Albert? Julian, yeah, yeah. Julian, yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, they're they're bonding finally, and you understand why Julian is the way he is, and it's great. Mm-hmm. And then finally, Barry is like, you want to get a drink? And he's, I would really like that. I kind of, I almost welled up, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a, that was a cool moment. Like I like that a lot, and uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping they become friends, even though we're kind of we kind of know which way we're going. I think. Um, or we could be going where he's alchemy, but we don't know for sure. I don't think he is. I don't I, think again, he is. I, I posed this the last time we talked about it. If he is involved in any way, I think it's that he's like the other side of, of, sure, uh, sure. Dr. Alchemy's personality okay. that he's like unassuming, uninvolved, has no idea what's going on, mm-hmm. but this other personality or mirror, mirror image of himself, or, or I guess Sorcerer's Stone construct, like in the comics, sure. is Dr. Alchemy. I think this guy's a stone. Dick, <laughs> but, but I don't think he's a villain. No, no, and I like this episode with him in it a lot. Um, Alright, so we'll move on. Well, next week it looks I just, like... I, for me, I thought it, sound, it was like an after-school special. That's what, I was, that's what I was looking for. After school special. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. Of, a lot of oh, we trust you. We trust you. We trust you. Uh, and your big villain was a hologram. Not the not the best episode I, to me. It was a, a, the worst of the season so far. Well, it's a filler. It, it's what you would call a filler. It was, it was a filler episode. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, all right. So then we got Arrow, which was the introduction or our introduction to Human Target. Which had a cool way of bringing Human Target into the flashbacks too, which I thought was interesting. And I thought that was cool. You were you really have been hating on Human Target showing up on the show, Dave. So I'm super interested in hearing what you have to say about this episode. I didn't care um, you because didn't care. because okay. they've pulled the same gambit that they've been pulling for years. They've spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the episode, they've killed Oliver how many times now? Um, and we knew he wasn't going to die in this episode, but they ended up having him be shot so that church would think he's dead. Mm-hmm. And it was all just a game and, and human target was pretending to be mayor Oliver and he wasn't really dead and all this other junk. And he also pretends to be, um, uh, who's he pretending to be when they fight church? Uh, the, just some dude. Oh, just, just some random, just dude. some random guy. Okay. Anyway, yeah, he shoots uh, the one guy who I actually the one guy he's got in the armor. I, I was wondering. I don't know. Did they ever <laughs> say who that guy was? No. What, what do you think? Who do you think he is? Tom? I was he had like a Grant Wilson uh, feel to him. He did have a very, very Deathstroke like mask. Yeah. So and the, the swords crossed on the back and the armor it had because Grant Wilson was more of a red and blue versus the traditional Deathstroke. So that I was I was waiting to hear it, but I did. I don't I, I didn't. get. I it. don't think they actually ever referenced his name. All all no. church said was, you know, you you're you got you're yeah. you know, you're enlisting freaks. I got a freak or whatever. Right. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, again, spoiler alert, church is dead. That character's done. Um, no. Yeah, they've they've moved on. It's Prometheus time now. Prometheus kills him. 
I, I'm okay with it if, you, if you're going to go with the Prometheus storyline, which it's a different take on Prometheus than the comic. So, I mean, it is what it is. But I did like the uh, – Corey Coleman did a great job as Tobias Church. But it's kind of a bummer because I like the fact that they were taking it back to just having street like level. a street-level villain. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that too. And now you have this – now you're going to have this mystery of who is it? Why does he hate Oliver? Why is yeah? yeah now you have that storyline, which you got to have mystery. That I get, get. I mean, I get that. That's part of the game. But yeah, it wasn't a great episode. Um, but they're actually um, again, it was all about trust. I was right. That it was like this. Flash and Arrow were you know revolving around trust issues. Both episodes. <laughs> um, what was interesting to me though. What? Is the fact that now Oliver's flashbacks are affecting the present? Mm, because okay. the mayor, somebody has photos of the mayor of of Mayor Oliver killing people. Oh, okay, I see. I As see. part of the Bratva, it wasn't, it wasn't killing anybody. It was just like with the group. I well, think. right, being associated with Bratva. Yeah, when he was supposed to be on this island, right. he was not. Right. My, I think my favorite part of the episode was when uh, when Diggle throws the uniform on and he's up there shooting everybody. Artemis's comment: She's like, "Oh, Spartan's a badass." Just the way the way it came off, I was like, "Oh, this girl, she gets it. She yeah. knows that Diggle is for real." Um, I was more interested in the helmet line when somebody said something about his helmet because it's a stupid, oh yeah, it's a stupid helmet. Huh. Um, I just but looked it's, it it's up. An up dude... It's an upgrade from last season's. So mm-hmm. you know that I mean they said that uh Cisco was giving him a new helmet anyway, so which we haven't seen yet. So. I thought that was it. Because no. the one last year seemed to be more they would have than this one had like a the fact, almost like a blue visor type to The it. fact that they said Cisco's making a new one, they haven't even mentioned that on the show yet. So they're gonna make mention of it on the show. Yeah, but it looked different to me. I don't know. Um, casting news for Arrow, which <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just, it is what it is. Uh, Alexa Doig, D-O-I-G. I don't know how I pronounce that, but she is cast as Talia Al Ghul and she'll make her first appearance in episode 10 and she'll be in a few more episodes. She's already appeared. Talia Al Ghul, a uh, younger version has been on Legends of Tomorrow before. It's mm-hmm. a child. But, uh, now we're getting grown up Talia. I, I want if as long don't as care. as long as her and Oliver don't get together, uh, whatever you know. I mean, stop stealing. Uh, as stop, long as she doesn't call him her beloved, right? Right. Stop stealing from the Batman. Well, just Batman. Well, from the Tick. No, um, from the Batman story. Well, speaking Oli- of the Tick, Dave, did you hear that the Tick was picked up by Amazon for a full season? Sure did. Super excited about that. I really enjoyed that first episode. Yeah, I liked it too. I didn't watch it until you told me that you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, totally dug it. I'm looking forward to seeing more. But uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, I didn't get to watch Legends, so I don't know if that was good. I'm hearing really good things about that episode, though, um, for people that were live tweeting and stuff. So I'm looking forward to watching that later tonight. I, I wasn't disappointed. Either. I thought it was okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Marvel TV. I actually have caught up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I've got maybe six minutes left of the Ghost Rider origin story episode. Oh, Um, buddy. But, uh, yeah, I heard the ending is crazy. Um, I'll say this. They show everybody's favorite Ghost Rider. Not not like his actual face, but his Ghost Rider outfit and stuff. In the origin story. It's pretty great. 
So I know they did it. They they did exactly what I was hoping and thought that they would do, which is which is tease that there are other ghost writers out there. Yeah. Not just Robbie Reyes, which Prob- so perfect. Yeah. I love the episode where they're trying to break Robbie's co- uncle out of prison. Great episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed oh, that. Yeah. In the prison, the prison fight. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good episode. Really good episode. Um, they're getting me back. I'm, I'm this way show's I'm really way behind. Behind. solid. Yes. They're, they're winning me back. I'll say that quicker than arrow. <laughs> so, uh, but Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D. wasn't far off. I, I was still enjoying Arrow, it. Arrow won me back for like one episode. <laughs> um, well, you're, you're going to be back for the crossover. I know that. That's at the end of this month, guys. They've announced the date. That's at the end of this month. Oh, nice. All right. Well, maybe we'll see that, that merge of merge. Supergirl into that universe. Or she'll well, just be visiting. You guys haven't watched what They time? teased it last week. And you're breaking up, buddy. It's a little bit there. You guys watched Legends last week, right? Yeah, you're you're breaking nope. up pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's saying that it was teased on uh, the Legends. Supergirl. I guess was teased on Legends. I don't remember it though. I don't even know if I no, watched no, last no. Uh, Last week, Legends teased the crossover, and they talked about it a little bit more this week. What did they tease last week? I don't remember last that. Week. The audio thing from Barry. Oh, and Barry the oh I don't know if that's the crossover. Oh, that's, well, it's it, definitely that's a definite reference to the crossover. Based on what Tom's saying, it sounds like there's something that happened in this episode that's oh, related that to solidifies the, it. The, okay, yeah, because yeah, because so, I was gonna it's, say it's kind of the same thing. They're just they kind of just they're listening to more of the recording. They're listening to okay. anything. Okay, well, I'll check that out later. All right. Uh, anyway, Agents of Shield totally on board. Glad that they glad that they actually made that change to Robbie Reyes's origin. Yeah, that it's not exactly like the comics because I feel like it ties in better to the overall universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that story, I mean, that was a that was a one and done story in the comics. So sure, this is taking the character to a new level, and I I, I like it. I like the change. Uh, yeah, I like the gravity they gave the character um, with the drive by and everything. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. Get some tragedy in there with his brother. Uh, it was, yeah, it was good stuff. I, I will say I, I, uh, laughed out loud when Simmons knew right away that Ada was, 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 a, was a Android. Um, yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> not even messing around. She's like, why would you, he's like, why would you say that about a human? She's like, cause it's not, that's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she kind of turned the tables on, on the new guy in charge. That was pretty great. Even though he's got some secrets. Um, we're learning. So yeah, I'd say the last three episodes were were pretty pretty good for Agents mm-hmm. of Shield. Uh, some news uh, underway production right now. The Defenders is filming right meow. There are Yay! there are scenes. <laughs> there are scenes with Misty Knight and Jessica right Jones. Now. Oh yeah, so. It's happening. Uh, confirmed to be in the show. I don't think any of these are surprising anybody, but here's the list. Deep breath. Deborah Ann Wool, Karen Page will be back for the Defenders. Eldon Henson, uh, Foggy Nelson will be back. Ika Darville, who played Malcolm on Jessica Jones, will be back for the Defenders. Carrie Ann Moss, Jerry Hogarth. Um, she's actually going to be in Iron Fist as well, but she will be in the Defenders. Rachel Taylor. Uh, Hellcat or Trish Walker will be there. Scott Glenn, Stick will be there. Jessica Henwick, who we have not seen yet, but she plays Colleen Wing in Iron Fist. 
And of course, the Defender's very own version of Nick Fury, Rosario Dawson's Claire Temple, will be there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're saying possibly uh, Punisher, John Bernthal. I have a feeling that he would make an appearance. I don't know if he'd be like episode long, mm-hmm. you know, like several episodes long. Yeah. But uh, I definitely figured he'd make an appearance. And from what I've heard, there's like eight or so episodes. Eight, yep. Which was yeah, a was little surprising. I figured it'd be like three, like three long ones. Yeah, like a, like, yeah, like a, like a BBC thing, like Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah, something. like a little mini series type thing, um, or Sherlock. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's. I was a little surprised, but I, I'm glad because it just means we get to spend more time with these characters together. And uh, Luke Cage and uh, Danny Rand had better become best friends. Or I'm going to be upset. <laughs> right. What'll be interesting to me. Is the vil- like we already know Sigourney Weaver's playing the villain? Um, some of the you know some of the, the people thinking that okay maybe maybe they're going to be fighting Daredevil with the whole hand thing, um, and the the Electra storyline that was going on in season two. I don't think they're going to go that way unless it's only for part of the season. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what they do and when they confirm you know, which character she's playing, because it'll happen before the series comes out. Well, wasn't that the the little teaser from Comic-Con where they showed the street sign with the blood on it? Wasn't that Scott Glenn's voice talking about they're not ready, if I remember right? He was warning. Yes. Yeah, they made Stick about, like, that That clip made Stick out to be the villain, it seemed like. Yeah. But we know that he's involved somehow, and he seems to oppose the hand. Although, I mean, what we saw in season one. Right. With that guy, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It'll be I'm cool. Still, I start. I've started season two. So, oh, you're yeah, you're behind. Huh? You haven't watched. I'm way, yeah, I'm way behind. But I've, I've now that I've got this the the uh, box on the main TV, so I'm watching it over there. So cool. All right. So that's TV. So oh. r- real quick question though. Um. So I'm I'm I guess I'm trying to understand the Punisher is already filming. Yes. Does, but Defenders comes out first, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's confusing because Iron Fist started like they their production like was was very quick. Mm-hmm. It seemed like so. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk DCEU. Um, as much as that pains me. Uh, do we have to? I'm sorry, buddy. We do. I've got one thing I'm excited about, and that's it. Uh, well, today, they, they teased us about it yesterday, Wednesday. Today, we got the brand new Wonder Woman trailer. And my, I am still drooling. Because as, as beautiful as Doctor Strange looked, this movie looks as beautiful, if not, like, just the scenery and everything. When she does the cliff dive, mm-hmm. uh, the, mm-hmm. the island itself looks amazingly beautiful. Um, she's amazingly beautiful, of course. And we'll, we'll keep that campaign going for, for Dave to watch the movie with Gal Gadot on his birthday when the movie comes out. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, all right. I think that was me and Justin thing, but uh, we're all going to do it. <laughs> no. Cause, yes, sounds one, good. I'll campaign for you. Wonder Woman comes out on my birthday. It's crazy. Uh, but, yeah, the new trailer came out. Pretty exciting stuff. It looked good. Looks like we're going to get this, you know, the standard Wonder Woman origin story where Steve Trevor crash lands on Themyscira. And uh, she's kind of pulled into uh, defying her mother's orders and you know, the orders of the Amazon. She's pulled into man's world to help defend. 
um, everybody. And it looks like the war is brought to her island, too. And the one time she can't deflect bullets is when somebody dies on her, on her island. Because she's deflecting bullets all over the place in this trailer. Yeah. Maybe maybe well, a little too much. Well, yeah, at that point, uh, she's not wearing the, the gauntlets I either. Know, I know. Oh, no, but, she was. She was wearing them. No, because when she cliff dives, she wasn't wearing them. That's what. You no, know, like, but in, in that same in outfit that scene where that Amazon is swinging down, I'm get, I'm guessing that was Artemis because Artemis is always known for the bow. Yeah, maybe, but but that scene where that where that Amazon is swinging down, and then that and then that dude shoots, and and Wonder Woman watches the bullet as it flies by her. She's wearing the the bracelets. Right. What when it is? Went, well, yeah. What yeah, it is more of? Yeah. What it more is? Tom is they've never seen a bullet before. Is my guess. Oh, no. okay. Yeah, yeah, I guess that was my assumption too. She doesn't yeah. know what it is. Right. I get that. Yeah, yeah. That's my guess because Steve and does save her, or quote unquote, right. saves her. Like he jumps and you know dives and her. But yeah, it looks like from the first trailer and this trailer, it looks like Steve is undercover because he's wearing like German insignias on his uniform when he crash lands. So it looks like he might have been undercover. And there's a scene where he like takes off in the plane and the you know he's trying to get away and he blows up that airport or something like that. If you kind of put both trailers together, you can kind of piece it together as to what's going on. I still don't know what is going on with the villains. Like Danny Houston is probably Ares that they have not, you know, officially announced who he's playing or who the woman is with the, with the half mask. If that's like an actual character or if that's, if that's Cersei, like they said, they rumored they were going to be playing in this movie. I don't know. doesn't know. Uh, Personally, I'm watching it. I think she's more important to it than, uh, well, she's the Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's it's not Nazis. Let's not get crazy. Well, Uh, um, Wonder Woman's fighting Danny Houston in almost the entire trailer. Right. Um, But I don't know that I don't, if you're going to do a Wonder Woman kind of an origin story or startup, Ares is too, it's too early to have that. Uh, watch the animated one. You've watched the animated one. That's their first fight. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. But I, if you're if you're going to introduce things, people have to they have to know what they're familiar with because we don't they don't read the comics like everybody else. So they have to give it something. Well, um, I I agree. That's and my I, opinion. I agree and I disagree with you. There's always a way to introduce it. Yeah, well, he oh, might I not. Mean, Mar- Marvel does it in in every single one of their movies. They introduce you to something that you know that they, they, they just sort of build it into the story and mm-hmm. make it accessible. Right. Like Doctor Strange and all the magic. I mean, that kind of stuff. And Yeah. Um, Ant-Man and the Shrinking. Asgard. You know, everything on in, in Thor's world. You don't need to read Rainbow. the comics in order right. to and, and watch the movies. When they You'll introduce you to uh, Mario Kart's Rainbow Road on Asgard. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, dude. Uh, I was already psyched for Wonder Woman. This just helped, I guess. Like, it was... It's it's exciting. Looks, looks good. I, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been saying, and I'll, and I'll say it until they prove me wrong, that I don't think the DC films are good films. There's entertainment to be had in them, but overall, I don't like the format that they use. Um, and uh, and even when they have chances to make something different and unique in their own, uh, you know, i.e. Suicide Squad, they still find a way to make it a bad movie. So I've been very apprehensive about the future. But... These last two trailers for Wonder Woman have totally won me over. I'm super, super excited for it. One of the things I first told Randy, because Randy hadn't seen it when I talked to him, I said, uh, I said the thing I was most impressed with was that there was color in it. Sure. There was vibrant color. What I took... There was greens and blues and reds <laughs> right. that stood out. Her costume... Everywhere. 
her costume Man is Steel, Batman v Superman, even Suicide Squad, as colorful as it was, was all toned down a little right, bit. Right, right. It all went through that filter, and this movie to me doesn't look like it went through the filter, and it totally changes your perspective of it. Right. We had talked about it when we talked about the picture of Mira that surfaced, and yeah. and how dark it is, and when you brighten it up, it looks amazing. In this trailer, you can see the full color of her outfit, like the gold, the blues, the reds. It's not toned. I mean, there's scenes, of course, where it is toned down, but there's moments when it is brightened, and you can tell that there's color there. So it's like, um, it's different. It's Patty Jenkins' movie, I think, and not a Snyder movie. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I think, uh, I think the biggest thing is that I Warner Brothers is, and I think Warner Brothers is laying off a little bit. Right, and it's a Jeff Johns script. Let's keep that in mind too. Yes, yeah, that too. The fact that Jeff Johns is on board is is a big deal, and I think that kind of leads into the other. I'm assuming we're going to talk about the Flash stuff. Um, <laughs> I think that Jeff Johns being involved or much more involved now than he was before played a huge factor in where the Flash is at at the moment. Right. Let's, uh, Tom, real quick, Wonder Woman trailer. What'd you, how'd you, how do you feel after that? I thought it looked great. I'm excited about it. There you go. All right. Oh so, wait, I've got one criticism. We know. Go ahead. ahead. You guys know. You guys know because I've told you. I do not like the Wonder Woman thing. That whatever it is, too much. It's too. To me, it doesn't feel like epic warrior, Amazon warrior music. It sounds like Zack Snyder. That's all it sounds like to me. And I, when I hear that music, I don't think Wonder Woman or or warrior. I think like new age like fantasy um i think warcraft actually when i hear that music i think warcraft 100 mm. percent. so the fact that the trailer had this like the, the instrumental the, the instrumental music throughout the trailer was great it's like violins and drums and it sounded like wartime music and it sounded like you know epic fantasy with with amazons and then out of nowhere when they do the Wonder Woman logo, all of a sudden her her theme plays. And when I I was totally into the trailer, and when that came up, I like was shocked. I went, oh! It took me by surprise because it 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 just threw off the entire entire trailer for me. So I now when I rewatch the trailer and I've rewatched it several times, I just stop it before the logo comes up because to me that ruined it in the end. Well, I won't say ruined it. It took me out of the it took me out of the moment. It's just like those those times in Marvel movies. And it doesn't happen as often now, but like especially like Thor: The Dark World, how there's this big mm. kind of dramatic moment, and then all of a sudden, boom, joke that just doesn't fit and shouldn't be there. That's how it felt to me. So I'm not on board with the theme. I like the theme. I, you know what, I like the theme. I, you know what didn't you know you know what didn't fit? Thor two. Uh, I like I like the not theme. A good not and a what, good movie. The way it works for me, as far as the Amazon and the warrior part, is the drums. The, the beating of the drums makes it real primal, and I don't know. That's why I like it. Anyway, it, it's kind I of. I don't have a problem with the theme, the theme music over. The, it's just over the logo. I mean, that's that's all it is. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, so it'll be. Let's, they they did it in Batman v Superman, and I didn't like it. Right. Well, we'll segue over to the Flash now. There's there is Flash news this week. Uh, back in April, director Seth Graham Smith left over over creative differences in the movie. Uh, and to, today, or this week, Rick Famuyiwa, 
sorry, sorry, dude, I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Uh, he has also exited the Flash film. He had this to say. Quote, when I was approached by Warner Brothers and DC about the possibility of directing The Flash, I was excited about the opportunity to enter this amazing world of characters that I loved growing up, and still to still do to this day. I was also excited to work with Ezra Miller, who is a phenomenal young actor. I pitched a version of the film in line with my voice, humor, and heart. While it's disappointing that we couldn't come together creatively on the project, I remain grateful for the opportunity. I will continue to look for opportunities to tell stories that speak to a fresh generational, topical and multicultural point of view. I wish Warner Brothers, DC, John Berg, Jeff Johns, and Ezra Miller all the best as they continue their journey into the Speed Force. Um, so he's out. Production is set to begin this spring, this coming spring, <laughs> with a March 23rd, 2018 release. Uh, we don't know if that's going to stay the same. I imagine it still could. There's still a lot of time. Um, let's keep in mind too, that Wonder Woman lost their first director as well and went to a second one. Now we're going to a third director though for the flash. Let's keep that in mind. I, I just, I don't care either way, whatever, but the studio, the studio is going to do what the studio is going to do. So this, this doesn't bother me at all. Anything that delays this movie to make it better. That's, that's my opinion. Okay. It always troubles me when you have these directors come in and go so quick because it's like they the creative differences with the studio. It's like whose whose idea is this? Is it the studio? Is it the director? So I mean, the studio seems to have one thing in mind, but then like we've seen with Wonder Woman, now the second director. Okay, so are you trying to find a director that's buying into your vision? Well, look at I mean, Marvel. You want a director that has their own vision, right? You look at. Uh, Marvel's not exempt from this. Ant-Man. No, no, not at all. Yeah, Ant-Man had his troubles. They filmed a lot of that stuff with one director and then another one. Right. Or maybe not filmed, but he wrote most of it. Or, so I can't remember what it was. I think he filmed part of it, too. Um. Yeah, yeah, they'd gotten into filming already. Yeah, right, and then he left because, you know, because these movies, these shared universe movies, there's, there is an overall picture, and sometimes that doesn't mess with these directors, and... There's ego involved for sure. Um, there's you know creative minds at work, so I get it a hundred percent. It troubles me, but it doesn't because it seems like they they worked out whatever the studio had in mind for Wonder Woman. This director, they seem to have gotten on the same page because it looks fantastic. Right. So hopefully, Flash can. Flash can do the same thing. The, the the Twitter warriors that are all doom and gloom about it and cracking jokes and stuff. Like I, I just won't go there with this because, again, nothing has started. Like they didn't start filming. Uh, no. it, it, there's still time for things to be fixed, and clearly, I think they have a vision in mind, and it just didn't work with this guy, and it's a shame. But you know, we'll start again. So that's well, what I was just, talking about with with Jeff Johns. Yeah, um, I feel like they probably had an idea as to what they were going to do with the Flash. Jeff Johns got Changed put in it. the position that he was put in and came in and said, no, 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 I don't like what I've seen. We need to make these changes. Right. And that that isn't necessarily the case with Rick Fumio, well, whatever, Yeah. Um, because he was brought on after Jeff Johns was put in place. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there are a lot of ways to look at it because you'd think that 
just just from a common sense perspective, if he came up with an idea and pitched it and the studio said, OK, let's do this, then that's the commitment they made was the director in the studio saying this version that was pitched that we accepted is what we're going to do. Yeah, it sounds like if this is to be believed because everything is creative differences. Now that that's mm-hmm. the, that's the scapegoat. Yeah. Right. In, in Hollywood is just say we had creative differences. So I'm, you know, so I left or they left or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it could totally be that he pitched it. And as they were filming or as they were not, not filming as they were piecing more, but together and piecing their universe together, they needed to make changes. That's exactly what happened with Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Edgar Wright pitched this movie. Marvel accepted it. Their universe expanded much larger than I think they anticipated it to be. So they needed to make changes to Ant-Man in order to fit into the, their universe that conflicted with Edgar Wright's original idea. And so Wright left. And I'm guessing that's what happened here, that they decided along the way we're going to make some changes. I sure hope they did, because a lot of the stuff I read about the movie and about the characters, I wasn't on board with. So I hope that this means that we're going to get a better Flash movie. Like the the rumors about Captain Cold and all that. The rumors about Captain Cold, the rumors about Thawne. Yeah. Specifically Captain Cold, though, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and Captain Cold is Jeff Johns' favorite villain in all of DC. I mean, he's he's gone on record as saying Captain Cold is his favorite. So the yeah. fact that they that, that, that call sheet that was going out had him listed as such a different type of character... I thought, how is Jeff Johns okay with this? I, I, based on this, I'm going to say he probably is not okay with it, and that will be changed. I'm guessing a lot of it will change, and I, and I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, switching to a different franchise, which we don't know a ton about yet as far as the movie, like a release date or anything. We don't know any of it. But we do know the director, director Doug Lyman, uh, was quoted talking about the Dark Universe film, which is Justice League Dark. Uh, he said, I love those characters and I love Warner Brothers and I love producer Scott Rudin and it's, and you know, I get asked to come in and do things that are unconventional. If people want conventional, they don't come to me. It's why doing Invisible was, is is it Invisible? Yeah, Invisible was like right up my alley because how can you be conventional when there aren't even conventions that exist? And so, you know, when Warner Brothers wants to sort of turn the comic book genre on its head, they call me. So, yeah, I mean, Justice League Dark is going to be different. It has to be. Um, it's a, yeah. it's a different different genre. So, all right. Uh, Marvel film. We D- s- Doug Lyman is also doing the sequel to Edge of Tomorrow, which is fantastic. Which is a prequel and sequel, basically they're saying. Yeah. Yeah, love it. Love it. What yeah. do you think they're going to call it? Do you think they're going to call it Edge of Tomorrow, or do you think they're going to call it Live, Die, Repeat? Because it's been released as Live, Die, Repeat. Edge of Yesterday. Or... Or are they going to go back to the original title, All You Need Is Kill? Edge of Yesterday. Edge of Yesterday. Okay. I'd be cool with that. <laughs> no, corner, corner, or, of, corner of three days from now. Or Groundhog Day 2. Oh, there you go. There you go. Tabula Rasa. Uh, all right. Oh, oh, love it. Yeah, so we talked Doctor Strange. Um, again, citing creative differences, we'll talk Deadpool 2 a little bit because the composer, Junkie XL, has left Deadpool 2 due to Tim Miller leaving the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said a lot of that, you know, a lot of the Deadpool was Tim Miller's vision and he doesn't want to be a part of the new one. So uh, the rumored frontrunner to be director of Deadpool 2 is David Leitch, Leitch, who co-directed John Wick. Yeah, I'd be cool with that. So action scenes. Yeah, I'm good. The right. uh, the um, Junkie XL, him leaving. It it does it like doesn't phase me in any way because no. if there's one thing I don't remember about 
about Deadpool is the original soundtrack. All I remember are the the pop songs that they put in. Right, the and score. You mean that. the score? Yeah, the score was weird. Um, yeah, that's all I remember. So I'm I'm not going to miss. I, I'm not sweating. I mean, Tim Miller leaving that's a super big loss, and 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 that is a big deal. Stylistic, because, yeah, yeah, because it was so fantastic the first one they put out. But it sounded like you um, wanted to change it, like you wanted it to be a bigger, different movie than the first one, and they want. Yeah, to keep I've it. heard a couple of different things. Honestly, that kind of goes against what we know about Tim Miller, because mm-hmm. Tim Miller has has done plenty of interviews where he said straight up, I hate when they try to make things better just by throwing more money at it. Sure. So it, it could be, I mean, I, I don't, it, it could be also personal issues. I, I, I read a couple of things where uh, apparently him and Ryan Reynolds were going at it sometimes mm-hmm. on set. Yeah, right, right. And so who knows how true this stuff is. We could just be spread, spreading rumor and gossip. Right. But uh, I get the feeling I, that Ryan Reynolds has a lot of a personal sense of ownership to this character. And yeah, for sure. So, he should. Yeah, and so he probably feels like, you know, we're doing this a certain way, I, I'm in control type of thing. And so they probably mm-hmm. butted heads a lot. So Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. All right, just sounds uh like it. sounds like it. Yeah, just a couple bit of bits of uh, random news here, movie news. Olivia Munn is cast in Shane we talked about Shane Black a bit already, but he's doing a Predator movie and she is now cast in it, I think as the female lead. That's pretty cool, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so three movie, three movies that have been pushed back their release dates. The Dark Tower has been pushed back five months to July twenty eighth, twenty seventeen. The Jumanji reboot has been pushed back five months to December twenty second, two thousand seventeen. So it's going to be pretty much going up against st- episode eight, Star Wars. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, good good idea with that one. I don't care if you got the rock <laughs> in it or not. It's <laughs> rock. Yeah, they're thinking the Rock and Kevin Hart are going to battle Star Wars. Uh, New. No. Um, and I didn't even know they're making one, uh, Denzel Washington equalizer sequel called the sequelizer. I'm not making that up. No, shut up. I am not making that up. Uh, that's been moved back an entire year and should just be erased off their schedule, but it's going to come out September 14th, twenty. With a name like that. Yeah. Um, and, and we find out, I didn't, I didn't know this till today. Starship Troopers is getting a reboot. Uh, I actually like the first. Uh-huh. I like the first Starship Troopers. Yeah, uh, I do too. Um, yeah. I enjoyed that one quite a bit. But uh, they got writers for it now. Mark Swift and Damian Shannon are responsible for Freddy vs. Jason back in 2003 and the Friday the Thirteenth reboot from '09. So they know a thing or two about rebooting. There you go. That's the news of the Just week. Want to know is Casper Van Dyne going to be in it? Probably not. I, is, say, is, probably Doogie, not yeah. is Doogie going to be in it? He better. He was the brains. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was um, telepathic. Or yeah. What yeah, about Michael Ironside? Michael Ironside. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I sure hope so. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm into it. Uh, oh, those guys also wrote the Baywatch script for the new Baywatch movie. <laughs> oh, now I'm so excited. Right on. <laughs> right. Oh, no. Uh, what are you going to do? So, all right, cool. What yeah. are you going to do, Dave? Uh, I'm going to do nothing. I'm good. Right on. I'm good with it. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Anything else you guys want to chat about? Um. Well, I got to see the Power Rangers trailer again when I went and saw Doctor Strange, and that was exciting. Oh, cool. That's probably pretty cool on the big screen. Yeah. I love that trailer. Can't wait for that movie. Yeah. I'm excited. 
What uh, did we all watch Walking Dead this week? I did. Oh yeah, yeah, I sure did. Uh, I tell you what, boys, that was better than the first episode. I thought. I agree. Uh, I, I wouldn't say it was better, but it was it was good in its own right. I enjoyed that one much better. I'm, I'm a big Morgan fan anyway, but oh, I'm a big Morgan fan. And I love the the Ezekiel. Uh, are we talking spoilers now or not? Spoilers from that episode. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah that's fine. Spoilers. That's fine. It's, I mean, it's I almost a week. Fact, I, yeah, I love the fact that they they kind of revealed more Ezekiel than they really did in the comic. Well, when he, when he goes when he goes into his story with Carol, that's not. I mean, they don't really go deep into that about how he has Shiva, where he came from, and he like totally broke his you know Ezekiel character. So I think there was more storytelling to tell who Ezekiel is. That's in the comic. And you. Not the the Shiva part. Yeah, it is. I don't believe it was. It sure is, man. I I I read it. It's in there. How he found well, Shiva? They condensed it all to this first episode. What right, is, right. It was in, yeah. instead of finding out over time, we did find out in this one episode. The in in Tom's right. There was a lot of Ezekiel development. Yeah. So and and you, I love the character. Yeah. Um, Carrie Phaeton. I, I hope I'm pronouncing his last name right. He was great as Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. I have no, I have no, um, no knowledge of Ezekiel from the comics because I haven't read the Walking Dead comics. Um, I know what happens in them, yeah. but I've actually read them, and I'm totally on board with this this character. I love it, love I'm, it, love it, love it, love it. I'm completely on board for Carol dying. Like I'm just done. I don't think not, it's gonna happen. It's not, and I do not care about her at all. Oh, I was I was angry. Uh, I, I, my son had already watched it, and we watched it. I watched it again with him because he, you know, Raw was sucked so bad. So I said, "All right, let me let me watch what I did." And he sat there with me, and I was asking him questions as it's going on. He's like, "Just wait, just wait, just wait." And when Carol rolls out, and of course she goes into this her fake little thing that she does when she's around people, and I'm right. like, "Why? I, I really I don't like that." I, I'm she doesn't trust anyone. And I, I'm tired of that with Carol, but I uh, think towards the end of the ep- towards the e- end of the episode, I think Ezekiel broke her, and then when he shows up at the end, I think yeah. I, I, well, I that's the thing. There's gonna be there's gonna be the change, like you know, they go from the comics to the show. I can see Carol taking that Michonne role that was in the comics. Oh, that's so. guaranteed, guaranteed. Yeah. She's she's the Michonne role because in the comics, for those that don't know, Michonne ends up with Ezekiel. Right. Um, because, uh, obviously, she's not with Rick in the comics. Um, which, uh, whatever. Well, I, Andrea's dead. Right. Andrea's, so Andrea's with Rick in the comics, and I like that better, right. but uh, I don't really like him being with Michonne, but it doesn't matter either way. I like Carol, actually. I, I, I really like Carol. I, some of the things she does I don't like, but, they, you know, they live in an entirely different world. So, if that was real life, then yeah, I think she's crazy and off her rocker, and she's an idiot and a moron. But in that world, I think her approach to things kind of fits. That's her defense, is to retreat into that, like, you know, sweet, unassuming, elderly woman who can't do anything on Mm -hmm. her own or thinks so little of herself in order to protect herself and Mm -hmm. to to put people at ease so that she has the upper hand because she doesn't want to lose. She wants to be in control. So if she makes people think she's someone she's not, she's in control. 
Right. Right. But I love the I love the fact in the episode that Ezekiel kind of calls her on it. You know, yeah, yeah. He's, don't he bullshit says, a bullshitter. Don't bullshit a bullshitter. Yeah, exactly. Loved it. He knows what's going on. And Jerry, deuces. Oh, Jerry's great. Jerry's really great. This was a great episode to have after that, like, drudge fest that was the first step. Not not drudge. That's not the right word for it. Um, well, it, it gave you hope, which the first yeah, episode yeah. did it restored that it restored that hope just in the world and the people that the first yeah. episode just dashed from you. Yeah. Like I said, I thought it was better than the first episode. I, I really enjoyed it. A yeah, lot of people didn't. A lot of people complained because oh, is this gonna be all about Morgan and there, Carol? People are people are gonna complain no matter what. This show does that, where one episode it's all about some story that's going on with this with some characters, then the next episode it doesn't acknowledge that previous story at all. Right. It just focuses on a different group. They did that a lot in the beginning of the sixth season. Um, annoyingly so, for me at first, because they, they'd get started on a story, and I'd be looking forward to next week when I'd get to see where it goes, and then I find out that Carol and Tyrese are are, are following these little girls or have the, you know taking care of these little girls the whole episode and. I, I want progression. I don't want to have to see three different stories tied in later on. Right. That season with the journey to uh, whatever, Cannibal Place. Um, Terminus. Terminus, yeah. That, Terminus. The journey to Terminus was, was painstakingly slow. Uh, it had was good, that six or five? I, I think it's five. Now. Five? Okay. Yeah. That, it had its moments. There were good moments. Like, you know, just look at the flowers or whatever. Uh, there were good moments, but it felt like they really stretched that out. They well, they have to go. They have to show everybody's journey, and again, that's what it was. Again, they stretched it out too thin, though. Like it just took too long, and that, that yeah. they didn't need to. But all right, that's our show this week. We we thank you for listening, and Johnny. Please tell the fine folks about your podcast if they don't already know about it. Oh, okay. Um, well, Randy and I do a podcast uh, called Just Two Pals, and we're on the Atomic uh, Kingdom website. And you can find us on iTunes and Google Play and Satchel Player. You can also hit us up on iTunes at Just Two Pals, and you can find me at Johnny Wellens. And we didn't get to do an episode this week. We had some personal stuff um, going on, so we 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 biggest hit, fight ever. Biggest fight ever. No, 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 not between uh, Randy okay. and myself. Individual, individual, <laughs> oh. personal. You know, we we had stuff going on, so uh, gotcha. We you know the the podcast is fun to do, but it's not the priority. For sure. So for sure. Um, but anyway, hopefully next week. Well, next week we definitely should have an episode coming out, and uh, we were we actually our plan was we were going to record the episode, and then we were going to record a couple of uh, pal rounds to throw out there. And since we missed the date, we'll probably push that off and do it next week. So I keep promising pal rounds, and we and we haven't gotten to them yet. <laughs> How dare but you? We will probably. How dare you? Or whatever. Or Who whatever. Knows? Yeah, it's your show. <laughs> do what you want. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Tom, you host a podcast as well that is hopefully going to record soon. Well, I co-host a show called Ringside Geeks with my good friend Dave Clark, who is an accredited author, and our good friend Monroe. We talk about wrestling, and uh, I don't know if there's a whole lot to talk about right now because we're not happy with it. But no, we still got to they turn a corner. We got to recap Hell in a Cell and maybe preview. We do. Yeah. Previous we have to recap series. Hell in a Cell and, you know, going into Survivor Series, I, I'm optimistic that this will get my attention back, but right now, not not liking what the work is going to 
we might do a couple of filler episodes this week where we have a random guest. Like I know Justin has expressed some interest in talking wrestling with us. So that would be awesome. Um, and I've got a couple other people that I know would want to talk with us. So we'll, we'll, we'll do some filler episodes where we're not actually just talking about, you know, reviews and we'll just get it to some historic stuff. Historic and, and opinionated episodes. That'd be great too. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you for listening to the Atomic Geekdom podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and the YouTubes. Give us a like, a follow, a subscribe, all that good stuff. If you enjoyed what you heard today, uh, you can thank Tom and Johnny for that. Uh, just please give us a review and rate us on iTunes. Do the same, please, for the Just Two Pals podcast as well, if you would be so kind. Uh, it only takes a couple minutes, and it really helps all of us gain listeners and you know, climb up those ranks. Not that that's important, but we just want more people listening because we think we're doing all right. Uh, yeah, no, no we're, yeah. we're okay. Uh, you can find all of our shows, the two broke geeks, the just two pals, the ringside geeks and the atomic kingdom podcast all on atomickingdom.com, on Google play and the satchel player as well. Um, and iTunes, the iTunes. Thank you again for listening. And thank you to our producer, does anybody remember his name? No, nobody. Nobody's gonna chime in with the name. I was waiting on Johnny. He, he I think he had to step away. Oh, well, we want to thank Matthew J. Bates the second producer extraordinaire for producing this fine, fine episode. Uh, you can also become a producer by heading over to Patreon.com/slash Atomic Um Every little bit helps, but if you can't donate monetarily. Uh, you know, just tell your friends. Get them to listen. That'd be great. Alright, that's our show this week. We will see you guys next week. 